Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here, we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. Here's your host, Lillian Kerbick. And that was Bo Bromi. Let's talk about money. And cats. This is going to be kind of a freeform episode today because guess what awesome thing happened? Get Your Money Together came out. Woo! And stickers. I'm looking at a looking at a cat-filled money sticker page, which is wonderful. Hashtag it, personal finance. It's really cute. The cats are really cute. Uh, yeah, so there's cat merit badges. And in the book, there is um, a section where you can color in merit badges Um of the cats as you do things like roll over your 401k or start an educational savings account for your kid. So all of those mundane tasks that actually take some effort, you can now have some cat merit badges. Cat merit badges. I can't wait to put these on things. They're all over my laptop already, but I really just want to put them everywhere because they're really cute. (laughs) You're allowed to more than anyone. (laughs) Yeah. The book came out on tax day, which the IRS, uh, we were more on deadline than the IRS was. I mean, there was a big error or something. Yeah. And everybody got an extra day to um, file their taxes because the IRS had a tactical problem. It was telling you that you had until um, 2099 to file your taxes. Sounds fine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I got money back, so I'm happy to file. Yeah. It was nice. I also filed in January because I'm one of those people. But that sounds like a compelling reason not to put off doing your taxes until tax day. The IRS (laughs) said that 5 million people last year filed on the very last day. Wow. Online. Regardless of the percentage, it's still a lot. It's a lot of people. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I don't know. What is happening in your financial life, Will? Oh, nothing interesting. I've got... Well, actually, I'm trying to figure out when the appropriate time to remind someone about an invoice is. Two oh. weeks after I sent it? Yeah. Okay. Someone's going to get an email this afternoon. <laughs> I, You know, I'm actually a really big fan of, um, I use, so for some of my invoicing, I use FreshBooks. And this is not a product recommendation, but what I will say about them mm-hmm. is that it sends an automated reminder to people. I like that. That's even more passive aggressive yeah, than I was totally. planning on being. But it also like it kind of makes you feel more um, like it feels less personal in some ways when a, just a, a robot is like following up. Nothing and you personal. Can see it's just if business. people opened them. So you can like see if someone opened it and didn't pay it or didn't open it. And right. Didn't or pay if they it. just missed it. Oh, I like I'll have to try that out. It's, or I it, think, honestly, just putting a due date would probably be a more proactive way oh, of Yeah, that should that. be on your invoice, Will. <laughs> um, so invoice basics, you should have your due date and your your terms. 
And um, a common term is net 30. But for freelancers, I like to recommend net 10, which Meaning... means it's due within 10 days of the day. Payment is due within 10 days of receiving the invoice. Obviously, like, this isn't like, there's no legal requirement to have anything. You can write an invoice on the back of toilet paper and hand it to someone. Like, there's no, like, legal requirement for what goes on an invoice. I just like the net terms because they make me look more professional. No, and I like, and, and this 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 was a case I think I should have had terms rather than assuming that people would, ex- would, would, would go with what I was expecting. Yeah, people <laughs> are bad at paying. I had the most ridiculous problem where I found out my one of my invoices wasn't going through because I have, I do some contracting for a company and I work at the company so I have a company email address but obviously I do all my accounting for my business not when I am there doing my contract work for them and I do it on my home computer and so I sent it not from my internal email address but from my you know oh my dollar account and it got rejected because I had an attachment sent from outside the company and I didn't realize this was oh. happening and so my invoice was just not even going so to no the person. one was getting that yes yeah. Huh. Which is a really excellent way to not get a couple thousand yeah. dollars. Your I mean, that said, on the other side, I'm not jumping to pay off invoices that other people send me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love to just get it all settled up. But um, actually, speaking of jumping to pay something off, I had a really terrifying experience this week. Okay. I uh, paid for all the printing of the books because the ebook is out and then the print book is going out to backers um, in a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. And I had to pay for a thousand cat books and shipping overseas from the printer. Whoa. And I spent $6,900 at once oh on my, my credit card in one purchase, <laughs> which was terrifying. And I sat there and I kept reloading my credit card company website to like see it go not pending anymore because I just wanted to pay it just immediately. Just to make it go through. Yeah. <laughs> One, I didn't want to get, we've talked before about utilization in your credit score, which is like the percentage of money that you have on your cards out uh-huh. of the total available credit. And low utilization is something I I have like a, a gobs of available credit and I like, you know, I have like 40K across all my cards of available credit and I, I put about $200 a month on my cards. And so my utilization is always really low, which helps a lot with my um, credit score. It gives you a better credit score if you have a lower utilization. And putting 6900 on it, I was like, oh my God, I want to pay this off right now. Right, because that's a I don't, big chunk. Yeah. yeah, that's like, it. my utilization, even at 6900 out of 40,000 available credit, it's still going to be below 30%, which is the rule of thumb. Above 30% is the point at which your utilization is negatively affecting your score. But I usually have 1% to 2% utilization, which is excellent. Right. So, so. when would that be positively impacting your score or just not negatively impacting it? Um, uh, or does it depend it, on well, a lot of other factors? Well, it's their algorithms. It's hard to know because all credit scores are proprietary algorithms made right. by third-party companies. But we do know that they they like to see low utilization, but they also like to see active accounts. So if you have zero utilization and tons of available credit, but you're not ever using the cards, so they're not considered active. Uh-huh. I mean, you can use them and then pay them off. But, right. um, but no one's going to be impressed with that. Yeah, they don't like those as much. So. Huh. A little little sad. So it still hasn't gone off pending. And so I'm waiting for it so that I can it's pay tense. it. <laughs> We've talked before about that Bank of America billing mistake I had where I paid it before my statement due date and then they double billed me. And I really don't want to get double billed for $6,900. No, so... that escalates in like a couple digits quickly. That's <laughs> Yeah. And it's not. So part of the reason it's terrifying is that I had to do this on my personal card. 
Um, even though it's a business expense, like obviously printing is a business expense. Uh-huh. Why was that? And that is because my you have a separate line of credit if you're a business. It still can affect your personal credit if it goes negative. But when you have a business and you open up a card, you're still responsible for it as a person, especially if you're a single member LLC or a DBA or something. It kind of establishes its own history with the credit card company, mm-hmm. the business does. And my business is new. Like I've only been in business for like a year and a half. So my credit limit on that card is $1,000, which oh wow, so. um, <laughs> for business expenses is actually kind of low. And my personal credit is really good. And I have a lot of cards because I like to do travel hacking where I take out cards for the bonuses. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and which I is... An advanced level skill, and I don't recommend it for most people. <laughs> um, it involves a lot of spreadsheets. Anyway, so I have a card that has like a, uh, a 15K credit limit, and I had to use one of my personal cards, which is still totally legal. There's nothing wrong with that. I just prefer usually to keep my business and personal finances separate. separate. Yeah. Oh, that makes lots of sense. Yeah. Now, if someone didn't have a high limit credit card and they needed to make a business expense like that... What would some ways to be... Well, no, that's not a great question because you do something. Well, actually, I wasn't able to use a debit card for this purchase. Oh, why not? Okay, it was um, a good question. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there's a couple different ways. So this particular one, a debit card, um, wouldn't have worked. And honestly, it's an overseas printer and I wasn't super comfortable with having a debit card with access to my business account with tens of thousands of dollars in it on the website. I like to have a little bit of a buffer in between. There's a couple different ways. I mean, it's quite typical to actually pay business expenses still by check, um, which is why we all have these invoices mm-hmm, running mm-hmm. around. Um, and that would have been a way to do it. And I probably would have had to reach out with them. Another way to do it is some vendors are willing to split the order. So if you do have a credit card with a lower limit, you could actually just ask them to charge you the first 1000 and then pay it off. Gotcha. So an installment plan. Yeah, essentially an installment plan, which you could do all in one day. But uh, oh, interesting. But you would ask them to uh, split it up just so that you keep, you know, can keep it under it. One of the other things is you could actually ask for a credit limit increase. And this will, if you ask for a credit limit increase, this will give you a temporary ding to your score. So um, it'll give you a ding of about. Uh, 10 to 15 points because you're asking for new credit, right? So anytime you ask for new credit, you put in an application for new credit, you get a small ding to your score. Right. Is that them checking your score initially? It, or yeah, something it's else? the checking the score. The reason they ding it when they check your score is because they kind of think like, oh, if you're applying for new credit, you might be overextended. Therefore, you might be less likely to pay pay people back, right? Because credit scores are a measure of how likely you are to pay someone back. And so you'll get a temporary ding, but it's usually only about 90 days. And if you do get approved for the credit limit increase, usually your score will go up after that 90 days. And that's because um, you'll have more available credit and therefore your utilization will be lower. So That makes sense. um, Don't get too scared of asking for credit limit increases just because of that ding. That being said, if you've recently got some credit limit increases or you just know that your credit score isn't very good or you're otherwise overextended, um, you might not get approved, in which case, you know, there's not a good reason to apply for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you ever get denied credit, so if they refuse to give you the credit limit increase, one thing you can actually do is you can always legally request a copy of your credit um, report after you get denied credit. Oh, and that sounds like something you should do because that sounds like some useful feedback you should know about. And everyone's entitled to a copy of their credit report um, every year from each of the bureaus. But 
hey, might as well ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> Get another free one. <laughs> That's interesting. So that was a little terrifying for me. Invoices, invoices, and paying $6,900. This was the largest single purchase of my life, I'm pretty sure. That's a big, I don't think. Uh, Even my bike wasn't that expensive. And no. my bike is expensive. That'd be a, well, yeah, that's, that'd be like a top, top, well, I guess not top of the line racing bike, but up there. There's really no upper limit, I guess. Yeah, there is no upper <laughs> limit. Bicycles. My bike was, I actually am doing a graph right now because I'm doing this project where I do quantified self every day. And that purchase inspired me to, I'm making a graph of my most expensive purchase every year. Uh-huh. Um, and the bike was $4,815 when I got it. And then I added some stuff, so it's worth a little right. more. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, no one ever just, <laughs> you buy your bike and it works great until <laughs> until the very end. But it's a very pretty bicycle, so it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No bike. I hope no bike thieves are listening to this while staring at my bike. <laughs> You're always brave leaving it out front. That's. I know. I pull my bike downstairs. Do you really? I, re- I really do. I We're talking I, about <laughs> at the studio. Will like leaves his bike downstairs. I didn't, I didn't even know I was allowed to bring it in. Yeah. <laughs> I was Who wants on, to get a bike stolen? That's... I was on this Bracket podcast last week, and that same day, TriMet had given my bike a ticket. What? <laughs> I park at work. I'm not allowed to bring a bike in at one of my works. Um, I'm not allowed to bring a bike into the gym that I work at. And uh, the only place that's visible from the front desk that I work at is a um, blue TriMet, which is our yeah. bus agency here, like sign. And I um, have been parking there because it's the only thing I can view it. And I'm I'm I I work in a not super safe part of town. Yeah, and um, you don't want someone to run off with your bicycle. And I you know start working when it's very dark outside early in the morning alone. And um, and TriMet put a little like ticket. They didn't charge me, but it was like a warning. And it was clearly meant for a car because in the license plate number they wrote yellow bike. Um, <laughs> and they said that not to park on the blue signs, but I all of the bike racks are out of the view of my desk. So I had to negotiate to be allowed to bring it inside. Well, that seems reasonable. The only ticket I've gotten from a bicycle was when I blew through a red light in Massachusetts oh. in front of a cop. But... Oh, man. <laughs> That's scary. It was safe. It was uh-huh, sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> so where can people pick up this new book of yours? Oh, yeah. So if you weren't in on the pre-order train, um, you can actually just get it from ohmydollar.com slash book, and um, you'll get the ebook immediately. And uh, if you want to order a copy of the print book, it will come to you as soon as it is in my hands. I will then send it out to you. And uh, if you want to get it in person, you can come to the launch party that we're having for the book. Yeah. And where's that? It's at Outlet PDX, which is a studio of a very awesome artist who does a lot of art about money. She draws everything she buys and things like that. And um, so, yeah, we're going to have like giveaways. We're going to have cat cookies and uh, lots of adorable cat themed food. No actual kittens, unfortunately, but there's plenty in the book. I guess there are, yeah. <laughs> there will be plenty of, yeah. If anybody listening to this would like to sponsor kittens being at this party, I still really want actual kittens yeah, at the party. BYOK. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is on May 17th, and we're going to get started at 5.30 p.m., and it's at Outlet PDX, and you can find out more details about that at ohmydollar.com slash book. Fun. I can't wait. I'll be there. Ah, it's going to be great. 
That wraps our show for today. Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. And your host has been Lillian Kerbick, your personal finance educator. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you.